Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. LSU has the ball, fourth and 10, 147 left. There's a snap to Hodgson. Hodgson, he looks, he looks, he throws to the end zone, and I think you know what happens next. Somebody's going to hear the roar of the crowd. This is a presentation from which those great moments in sports history are revived. Come listen to the roar of the crowd presented by Pigpen Sports. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And we have our Roar of the Crowd series going strong. For this October 8th, we have one of the greatest games ever in played in college football history. As a matter of fact, in the year 2019, uh, the ESPN voted this one of the top 150 games in 150 years of college football. It ranked 85th out of 150 on this list. So pretty tremendous game played on October 8th, 1988, as the Auburn Tigers invaded the LSU Tigers at Tiger Stadium. And uh, what a game this was. Now, let's uh, talk about this. You know, Auburn had come into the game. They were undefeated, and they were you know, riding high, uh, knocking off the likes of Kentucky in the first game, Kansas in the second game, Tennessee, North Carolina, and had come in at 4-0 uh, to play at Tiger Stadium in uh, you know, Baton Rouge. But they had to play a team that was sort of reeling because, you know, um, LSU had started off at, you know, with a win at Texas A&M and then at Tennessee, but then they lost uh, an out-of-conference game to Ohio State uh, in a 33-36 game, close game uh, to Ohio State, who had a very good team that year. And then they lost to another powerhouse, number 17 in the nation, Florida. So they dropped all the way from rank number nine and were going into this game with Auburn being unranked. Auburn going into the game ranked number four in the nation. Well, Auburn and uh, ESPN had wanted to try to get more money out of this matchup because it was a premier matchup on that October 8th Saturday. And it was originally scheduled for a night game. Uh, because that's where uh, you know the, the fans at LSU love ha to have people come in to their stadium under the lights because LSU is very dominant in that stadium under the lights. But ESPN was covering the game. They wanted it to be a day game. So did Auburn. Everybody would make more money because there would be a bigger audience uh, on television to watch it. But, uh, you know, LSU held their ground and stuck to their guns and uh, kept it as a night game, uh, much to the chagrin, uh, well, maybe to the chagrin of the team in coming from Auburn. But things were, you know, like we said, they were two and two were the LSU Tigers and, you know, play this uh, number four team in the nation. There was a lot of uneasiness uh, coming into that game. Uh, you know, the, the LSU team had not won a home game uh, in Sunshine in seven years 
So that's that's one reason they wanted to keep it in the night game at, at their second year coach. Uh, Mike Archer was quoted the day before the game saying they could have offered five million dollars and I wouldn't have moved the game to that uh, afternoon time slot. Uh, to play in Tiger Stadium at night is the most important thing to this football team, end quote, by the LSU coach at the time. You know, so this was uh, just a tremendous game in all aspects, but it was a, a defensive struggle. Um, LSU could not move the ball very well at all against Auburn, and Auburn had one uh, couple, a couple drives uh, they took a, a 6 nothing lead in the game, and they held on to that for, for much of the game. And then it came down to the uh, last few minutes of the game. LSU got the ball. Uh, quarterback number 13, Tommy Hodgson's, uh, started to put together a little bit of rhythm and uh, methodically moved the team down uh, inside the 20-yard line and uh, eventually got down to the 11-yard line with a 4th and 10 from the 11-yard line, 147 left down by six and uh, took the snap and rolled back, uh, looked left for quite a long time. It seemed like an eternity looking left and that uh, that receiver didn't open. All of a sudden, he turns the center of the field, fires to the back of the end zone in the center and magic happened when number 33, Eddie Fuller, comes down wide open with the pass in the back of the end zone, both feet down, only needed one, and that's when he heard the roar of the crowd. The LSU Tiger kicker, Brown Dyke, came on, and he drilled the PAT right between the pipes, and uh, LSU took a 7-6 lead, and that crowd not only roared, but they stomped. They danced. They did everything so much that it shook the very stadium. And, uh, you know, people claimed it did. And allegedly, it activated uh, a seismic reader, uh, recorder, on the LSU campus and registered a seismic reading on the graph paper that they, they have there. So that's why that is called the earthquake game. And uh, what, what a game it truly was. Of course, the Tigers held on and won that game 7-6, to six, uh, kept playing that, that great defense. And the Tigers' last-minute victory ended up breaking Auburn's nine-game unbeaten streak in the SEC. And both teams at the end of the season finished 6-1 and one in the league. Uh, Auburn ended up going all the way, uh, you know, with that one loss all season long, probably took them out of national uh, championship contention. They ended up playing January 2nd, 1989 in, uh, you know, the Sugar Bowl in uh, New Orleans again and end up losing to number four, Florida State. They were ranked number seven and lost a 7-13 to game to the Florida State Seminoles there. While, you know, Auburn had those uh, two early losses. Well, they carried that all the way till November 19th suffered a loss at number three Miami uh, got pounded pretty good three to 44 and uh, you know won their last game over Tulane and then lost in the Hall of Fame Bowl in Tampa to a very good Syracuse team uh, 23 to 10 
And uh, just some great football history, one of the greatest games ever played. And uh, hopefully you've been following on pigskindispatch.com. We've been trying to put some of these greatest games ever played in the NFL and college football. We have over 250 of them that we're trying to share with you this season uh, with some great posts and some great memories. And this one was definitely one for a roar of the crowd. So till t- next time, everybody, have a great Gridiron Day. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.